Hey, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Here we are to entertain you. That's right. <laughs> and we're here with Carlton and Larry. And we we we've got to we got started on a on a topic there at the end of the last segment. And this is gonna be interesting, I think. Okay, so I was talking, I was playing that clip by Ted Cruz where he's talking about these radical judicial nominees that uh, the Biden administration has put forward in which uh, this, this one person that has been put up, uh, now, now keep in mind, okay, this is the way I look at it, okay, these people are supposed to be the best of the best because they're gonna, they're, we're going to nominate them to put them in these federal judge positions, right? So you would think... Of course, you know, we've got the same problem as Joe Biden, really the best the Democrat Party could come up with. I mean, really, a senile, crazy old man that, you know, with hairy legs and all this other nonsense we've heard about him. But, I mean, we, this is the best the Democrat Party has to offer is Joe Biden. And God help us what Joe Biden wants to nominate to take these positions. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing some crazy leftists that are being nominated. Now, I hope that, you know, over the years I've noticed that the other, the opposing party, they just have a little bit of tolerance, say, okay, oh, yeah, that's what the other party wants. But at some point, you have to say, this is just really too crazy. We cannot go along with this. It's like, we understand we've got to compromise a little bit and, and give you, because you guys got, you guys got elected and you, you know, but at some point, and even Ted Cruz during this rant he's doing, he even talks about this. At what point do you guys say that, uh, no, that's, that's just too much. We can't go there. Could I say something? You, know, like, you probably uh, can. Uh, well, I've been watching <laughs> the little Biden creature fall off the airplane step three times. Not three just times. Like, he fell up know, the off stairs. Off the bikes. And, he's always, and when he's do, during a press conference, he's standing there, and they're asking him questions, and he's mumbling about God knows what, and then he just walks away like, like he's in an old folks' home. But this State of the Union address... He was on top of it. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. That wasn't the Joe well, Biden. They, they that wasn't him, the Joe Biden. Well, I know. one of two things. They yeah. had him juiced up on something before the before or the it speech, was somebody else. Or he was like I hear some people say he's a, he's an imposter in a rubber mask. Yes. I don't know if I could buy that one. Uh, you know, I don't or know if rubber mask technology. Look has at the difference that far, though. The beginning and now. Look at I, the difference. I know there are some weird things there. I think we yeah. can all agree that calling it the Biden administration is a real stretch on the term. Yes, it is. He's definitely not at the wheel. He might be in the car, but it's in the trunk, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He's not at the wheel of himself, not only, the, not only not at the wheel of doing his job. Well, don't you find it interesting that after a president finishes his term, they generally go back home to yeah. where their home state is? Right. Obama didn't. I have no idea what Obama's been up to. I've just been and glad he he's gone. He bought a house just down the road. Did, he did, didn't he? He wanted to stick around. He stuck around. He stuck around. And that crunchy noise you're making. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, uh, he has his house in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, know? he wanted to stick around. He yeah. wanted to still be in charge. Yeah. And it kind of makes you wonder if he is still in charge. Well, he was, I mean, uh, Biden was his vice president. You know, like, yeah, he still controls him. Well, that's, 
you know, I remember back when Bill Clinton was elected and then and then there was talks about Hillary running. Everyone said, well, no, 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 you can't have that because then it's just Clinton running the show. It's just, just Bill running the show through Hillary. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's necessarily true. I wonder how much of what we got during the Clinton administration was, was really Hillary shining through. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it was kind of an irrelevant argument. You know, if you're going to elect the person, then you can't assume it's their spouse running the show, right? Um, in this case... You can't assume it's the prior president just because they had a. That would be like if Pence ran, then you're saying that, that Trump's really running the show, even though they, those two don't get along. No, you know I agree with you on that, but why stay? You got nothing invested in that uh, that state or that city. Well, you know, Obama's a complex conversation. Uh, he figured out how to turn what is a president makes a million bucks a year now. Right or is it two? Oh no, oh, he no. figured it's out how to turn that. that. It's what? No, they make uh, they make like uh, four four hundred four hundred thousand something like that. No, no, no. They used to. Uh, George W. Bush got it changed to a million, right? And I think Obama got it changed to two, but I can't I can't uh, I can't no. I can't confirm I, that. I, I, no, I don't think you're right on but that. But George W. Bush did get it changed to a million. They make a million bucks a year, but somehow Obama turned that into. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds so, of so millions. So he's he's a complication that I can't start to unravel. Do you know who George uh, Judge Brown is? I don't. You don't. Well, uh, he's one of those celebrity judges that were on TV and all that, just like uh, Judge Judy. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, right. Uh, as per what he said, and you can find this uh, video on YouTube. He said that Obama's stepfather, Lolo. I think Obama. Not 100% what his name is. He's one of the 10 richest people in the world. Okay. And he left Obama, I believe it's his sister, and his brother, the, uh, what's called, enough money to be able, because when Obama, you get, the impression I got when Obama was in office was that he was like one of us, mm-hmm. struggling to get by. Oh, yeah. He played that card That well. That was the image he wanted to portray, yeah. yes. But if you took a look at his tax returns, and these numbers I'm not 100% sure, one year he had $100 million net. The following, 200 plus. And Joe says nobody ever gets makes $200 million net. Right. Exactly. So, he, you know, there's, I, I, you almost want to call it a crime uh, uh, off the top, right, and then mm-hmm. and worry about proving it later. It, it, there's there's a complexity to whatever Obama was doing while he was in office that you, you would have to say is a conflict of interest for the president of the United States. Um, the fact that he hasn't left, I don't know, probably because he learned to to love it being there, you know, um, possible, or because he's learned that by being there, he can figure out how to make just gobs and gobs more money. But he's definitely benefited from turning the United States into a country of sheep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they have. Well, you know, like the uh, like I've been saying for quite some time is that they don't play by the same rules as we do. Like the insider training thing. I mean, they literally create policy. They mm-hmm. literally guide what's going to be happening in private industry and then they invest in it and profit off of it and somehow that's okay for them but not for us but the thing is is that uh breaking point had a video yesterday and basically it's both democrats and republicans are doing it oh i know yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah they're both doing it and and i think the hard part there is remembering the whole concept of the political spectrum you got your left you got your right you've got the the outside barriers on each but then 
when the the groups that are so extreme they don't fit in there join one side or the other you now by definition move the middle right the, the middle is redefined and so when there was a group of people who wanted to play by the rules and a group of people who wanted to make rules for you but not me now there's a group of people who want to play by the rules as long as they're for you and not me Mm-hmm. Just because the middle got moved all the way to over to the far side, and that's of the left. why the right side is not doing anything about all the destruction on the left side. Because if they do, all of theirs would come out. Everything would be yeah. out of the open. So they have to just let it keep sliding and look the other way. Because they haven't done anything. The right side hasn't done anything about everything that's going on. They haven't stepped forward with any solutions or anything. I don't. No, see I, I think you're right there, Stella. I think it, that. Mm-hmm. I think that the. The left uh, seems to be more blatant about what they're doing, but I think the right is also complicit. Mm-hmm. Or they would have done something about it by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you hear that out there, the right? <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> we're watching you. <laughs> so anyway, so we were going to talk about these judicial nominees. Okay? Yes. And you, you, during the break, you brought up an interesting topic, Carlton. Well, yeah, the, okay. the judges... The judges, you would think that they're legal experts, and, and hopefully through the years of experience of the game, they become legal experts. Yeah. But judges are elected. You can go submit your intent to run form and become a judge. All you got to do is get votes. It doesn't matter if you're a lawyer. That's not a prerequisite. Sure, yeah. Right? Hopefully you learn the law, and hopefully you uphold it. But but there are plenty of judges out there. Judge Judy uh, was, was not so much a lawyer she was she was a prostitute in trouble with the law before she became a judge mm-hmm. you know and and background check be darned it it, it, it didn't matter she still became judge judy uh-huh. do you think the constitution was at the top of her mind when she became judge judy well i don't know no it, it was much more of a she developed her sense of right and wrong and ran on it and people voted for her yeah now over the years, I don't think the Constitution came up once in, in any of her cases that she presided over, right? So so these judges that are looking for advancement to go beyond being a, a metro judge or a family court judge or, you know, a district judge, the, the ones that are looking to move federally, that's where the Constitution starts to become a play, where they're looked at to take the the – the veil off of their eyes and go no 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 you need to interpret the constitution and and you got to hope that those candidates are constitutional lawyers and that's where their background is but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case and that's i think that's what these 29 candidates that are being pushed in front of congress are they're they're just just a big old example of people who like to make rules for you but not me yeah, and I think Ted Cruz actually is pointing out something uh, very and a very interesting point about them pushing forward twenty nine mm-hmm. nominees that they want to get through like right now. It's once again, it's that same strategy. And that, there's probably one that they're they're hoping will just concede. Right? Yeah. There's the one, the one that looks the least bad of the group. Right. Which is a horribly manipulative way to be, right? Yeah. And if, as long as you're doing identity politics with the whole conversation, then you're so easily manipulated into doing that. You're so, just as long as you don't give me any of those 28, I'll take this one. And, and that one turns out to be the bad seed. <laughs> <laughs> Our worst you know, nightmare. You know, it, it just amazes me that we live in a country in which we're supposed to be 
the, the law of the land is supposed to be the Constitution, and then everything has to pass muster with the Constitution. But yet, you can have activist judges get into positions in which they ignore the Constitution. And is there no overseeing body that can go, hey, that's a conflict? I don't know. You know, I... One thing I talked about before is I was talking about how people take an oath of office. And I was like, I used to be a federal employee myself, and I had to take an oath before I was, I was sworn in, you know. And you take an oath as a federal employee to uphold the Constitution of the United States, to defend and uphold the Constitution. And yet you have people violating that all the time and there is no consequences like, like right now up in Santa Fe. I mean, they're trying to they're they're they've come up with just a pile of bills that are all unconstitutional that they're trying to pass. OK, if you come up with a, a try to pass a law that involves infringing upon the Second Amendment in any way whatsoever, it's illegal, which means the NFA is illegal. Correct. Yeah. Right or or totally. I've talked about that before. The National Firearms Act was the beginning of some serious infringement. Well, here's a, here's another question for you then, because those first ten, the, that Bill of Rights, those are supposed to be inalienable rights. Rights, exactly. But if you have a criminal background or or uh, a criminal history, you're not allowed to partake in the Second Amendment. That's alienable. I that you could make an argument for that. Uh, you know, the, the fact that they even started in that direction was was the beginning of them going okay they're they're going to consider the second amendment oh, a luxury well it's the whole slippery slope argument you know you, you chip away at it just look well you did that so it's like well can't you justify that also it's like yeah that's where it all started and you, you know it's funny you should bring up the nfa because i've mentioned that before it's like i think that's was the beginning of uh infringement being normalized well thanks to bruin doesn't it look like we're on a path of uh doubling back on that though it's starting to look that way because uh, a lot of the uh, court reports that are coming out for the second amendment are going in our favor exactly yeah well and, that's that is encouraging and when they don't come out in our favor it's so vague that it's able to go up to the next appellate level you know the sad thing is is this nonsense going on in santa fe right now with them trying to pass these gun, gra gun grabbing laws is that they will probably get them through because our entire state is just ran by a bunch of radicals that don't care about the constitution even the new mexico constitution they're even violating that. Well, you and, know, I you know you can't pass a law violating a constitutional, uh, a, a constitutional right. You, you know, I'm not even going to say. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. A right protected by the Constitution. And, you know, if you say it the other way around, if you say constitutional right, that makes you believe that the government gives you rights and they don't. It's a constitutionally protected right. Given by God. I've had a conversation or two with a few people on my in my former home on the left um, that I, I asked, why would you vote for Biden knowing he's coming for your guns or he wants to, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, that's a non-starter. That, that, it won't happen because it can't. And <laughs> I think on a federal level is the place it's most likely to happen. I think New Mexico is a little too small for – Grisham to decide she's going to come after the gun. She likes the power. Let's not forget, she closed down the whole state, but that salon needed to open. Oh, that's right. right. She likes the power, and she can't have the power if she goes and takes away New Mexico's guns because New Mexico's guns are New Mexico's heir. You know, everyone here wants a gun. Everyone. 
you go trying to take it away, they'll just shoot you and keep having their guns. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope people just roll over and give up that right, too. I don't know. I personally believe they will pass these bills, and then it'll have to be overturned in court. But the thing is that they're allowed to do that when it clearly violates the Constitution, both the U.S. and the New Mexico Constitution. Yet they're allowed to do it. It's like, I, I don't know. Well, and, and if it does go to court, who's going to be the judge, right? Well, it, it won't, nothing will happen in New Mexico, I can tell you that. It would have to go before a federal judge. Mm-hmm. That's where it would get overturned. Yeah, because a lot of the judges are, like you said, not elected but assigned by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they're all in. They're all in the back po- back pocket pocket of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Well, the, I, I don't know if that's Mexico. relevant. New York tried playing that game where they're going to have their own special rules, and the Supreme Court of the United States went and got in their way. California, right? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Mr. Newsom over there, the the Californian Republic of North Korea. Uh, he air quoted his way through. He air quoted his way through calling the Second Amendment a right. Did you see that on the news? No. What did he say? He goes, I can't. I can't directly quote him because I don't remember the whole sentence. I was too appalled by watching him throw up air quotes and call it a right. To, <laughs> yeah, right. To, to bear arms. Yeah, and are you know, mocking it. Yes, I heard about that. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. Yes. All I could do was hit pause and laugh. You know, and this is a guy who was positioning himself not six months ago to run for president. Yeah, he even visited the White House. Right. He was positioning, I'm going to run for president, you know, um, and and he turns around and says that the, you know, the basis of our freedom is, is air quote, rights. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a. Yeah. Mocking and making fun of rights. It's, it's a, it's a nonsense, right? Right. Now, you know, it, it, it starts so many conversations to, to even start to think in that direction because the, the NFA, which made it illegal for us to what own assault rifles full auto uh, not full assault auto. weapons full right. auto and everyone says that you know all the people who are anti-gun are well you know they only had muskets back then but the truth is the military only had muskets and so did the people yeah right and as the military's weaponry has involved has evolved then the people are there by by the second amendment are ob- obligated to have evolved weapons as well right you right. should be able to defend yourself against a tyrannical government-controlled military period you the, should be able to right. yes you know the, i think the problem there is that the second amendment also has that clause of well-regulated militia but the word militia is is what gets dropped in is that militia people signing up or is that militia people standing in their front door you know what carlton you need to listen to the monologue i did about the second amendment sometime back i talked about the meanings of words and i talked about how the meaning of militia and well met, well regulated has been redefined it doesn't mean the same thing today as it meant during the time of when the constitution was written well regulated does not mean controlled. It doesn't mean any kind of government involvement. Well-regulated means well-practiced in good working order. That's what well-regulated means. As a matter of fact, they would often refer to people as running their business uh, you know, efficiently and well as well-regulated. Right. And I even pointed out numerous different articles from the day in which the term well-regulated was used in that context. And who is, who is, who is less well-regulated then than a gun aficionado? Yeah. Right. They're always practicing. I am. I'm certainly well regulated. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks for making that point. I'm prepared. <laughs> I am well regulated and I am ready to be part of a militia when needed. And and you know, the 
the militia as defined in when the constitution first came out were basically everybody. everybody basically anybody ready to stand up and fight when they had to able-bodied or not that's right that's what militia was it wasn't a government controlled army as a matter of fact the founding fathers were terrified of a government controlled army exactly because they had been used to fighting against government control. Exactly. Armies. So, so then we went and we we allowed our military to have all these wonderful advanced weapons, but we said, but not not our populace. Yeah, that, right. That's not okay. Why? And you, you even hear Joe Biden talking about implying that they would use F-15s against American citizens. And and that right there is making the point that we need. To I have want our an F-15. Weapons. Darn well, it. Well, you know the thing is, I, <laughs> I still want one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, the, the, the point is made too much, Waco. Uh, you know, all the scenarios in which uh, any government body has decided these people need to be alleviated of their rights without any cause. Yeah. Just because of a suspicion. Thought crimes were supposed to be, the concept of the thought crime was supposed to be to ward us out of that direction. Instead, for some reason, we're allowing, we're allowing our government to push us into the direction of thought crime. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a terrifying platform. You know, we're seeing some crazy things going on today these days. I mean, we've heard of, you know, uh, Waco and Ruby Ridge and all of those things that happened, which the government just, in my opinion, needlessly went in a bunch of people that were minding their own business and went in and started a conflict and murdered a bunch of people. That's what they did. Mm -hmm. And I saw this, you know, that uh, thing that happened, I think it's been a couple of years ago, where there was that rancher. uh, Bundy? Huh? Bundy? Was it Bundy? In Vegas? Or Nevada? I think it might have been Nevada. But but regardless of who it was, they were coming in and they were trying to get him to remove his cattle from federal land in which they were grazing, okay, which federal land is, is, is for people to just graze their cows and stuff. It's just open range. But a bunch of people, and they were going and they were slaughtering his cows from the air. I think they were coming in with like helicopters and stuff and shooting his cows and killing his cows. Well, a bunch of ranchers and other people came in there came to his defense and and said we're not going to stand for this and they were all armed and you had this bunch of armed federal thugs up there and and it's like no they did a standoff it's like no unless you want to fight you're you're going to go away and you're going to stop this and they did they got him to back down but but the one guy the rancher that was involved in this i this video i actually posted it on my freedom speak with becca marie facebook page that one of the people in the car with him when they were traveling was videoing this thing on their phone. And all he wanted to do is he wanted to go to where the sheriff was, and he wanted to, wanted to talk to the sheriff. said, well, you know, these federal agents were chasing him down, and he was in fear of his life. Well, he was right because they stopped him, and he said, I just want to go down here and talk to the sheriff. We can talk to the sheriff. Well, then they started shooting at his car. There was a baby in the car. There were a couple other people in the car. They started filling his car full of holes. He wasn't doing anything violent, and they started shooting at his car. And then when he st- to, to help to save the other people in his car, he stepped out of the car. They gunned him down, and he wasn't even armed. And there's actually a video of an o- overhead view. Yeah. On how they – and that was our FBI HRT, Hoskins res- res- Rescue Team, that ambushed him. Yeah. They murdered that guy, unarmed. They were just so uh, anxious to play with their toys. I guess they weren't well regulated. I, 
Well, apparently they are well regulated because they managed to put fill him full of a bunch of holes and kill him. So they should probably be. Uh, I don't know what the term is, but well regulated doesn't apply to that. Well, it, it, what it, it was the movie Jarhead, where the 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 guy goes to sniper school to, as a marine, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he goes through this whole thing about anticipation, the, the, this evolution of being the person in the spot, anticipating for three days, getting to pull the trigger, and then being told to stand down. No, I understand that, right? Yeah. And that well, these guys are are just that, right? They they do all this playing with the toys, but they're never allowed to pull. They the trigger. train, 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 all and the time. And here they are, and here's this guy being p- passive, and they just cannot let yeah. it by they they had to pull that trigger yeah and they got and, away with it and frankly and that means that maybe that inalienable right that turns out to be so alienable needs to be taken away from them perhaps yeah. because if you can't be told no today's not the day to kill somebody then then you're not the one who needs to go around deciding who dies yeah they clearly murdered this guy i i mean it, and and they were trying to kill everybody in the car it's like how they didn't manage to do that i don't know because they were shooting at the car while everybody was in there nobody was shooting at them this was a completely unprovoked attack, and this is not the way law enforcement behaves. You don't shoot at someone that is not posing a threat to you. I can see if they stop the guy, and he gets out of the car, and he comes out with a gun, guns blazing, yeah, well, they're probably authorized to return fire, but this guy was not doing anything. He wasn't shooting at them. He wasn't doing anything violent whatsoever, and they were shooting at all the people in the car. This is where our government is getting. And is that a gun issue? No, I no. don't think so. I think that issue registers right up there with what, what's this, this recent guy's name? Is it Ty, Tyree? Tyree. Tyree Nichols. Ty, Tyree Nichols, yeah. You know, that here, guy. Here's a bunch of cops holding a guy down, beating him in the face. Right. Right. They had him down. They had him handcuffed already. And they and literally, the guy looked like, like a kicker. You know, for the Chiefs, comes up and just whack, whack, whack. Right. You know, kicking, kicking the guy. And the whole time they're yelling, "Give me your hands!" Or you're yeah. literally holding his hands. Give right. me your hands. Give me your hands. And they're hitting him in the face. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's. I could argue uh, that it's the race issue, even though I know that he, he was black and so were all the cops involved. Yeah. But if you've if you've ever seen the movie Straight Outta Compton, you would understand that argument that that's still a race issue. Um, if you haven't, oh well. Um, but you could also just argue that this, these are people who are not well regulated. They're not practiced at how to hone their aggression in in proper manners. Yeah, that makes right? sense. They, they, or maybe they didn't have dad at home teaching them how not to beat people up, too. But see, um, here's another thing that happens. And remember, I talked about this at the opening of the show. I was talking about how they're taking these causes, they're taking these issues, and those that uh, want to just incite more violence stoke the fires on this and call it oh it's all about racism that's why or it's all about the guns you know the guns are out there killing people you know that's they they use these arguments and what they do is they they do it to turn us against each other yeah and they literally have been so successful at it that they've managed to get a bunch of black cops to beat to death a black another black person because yeah. they don't care. It's like, no, it's like these black people, they're all evil, and we got to stop them. That's Even black cops are led to believe that now. Well, and, and, so, and, in it, so in that way, yes, they have turned it into a racial issue. To add to what you're saying, uh, that guns are killing people. If I was to take a weapon and place it on this desk or this table, I want each and every one of you to tell me, what what person is going to get killed by that gun? Right, and no one touches it. Yeah, right? yeah. 
It takes a human intervention, somebody that's evil, with yeah. the intent to grab that weapon and do something with it. Mm-hmm. The gun's just a tool. It's just going to sit there and do absolutely nothing. But when you put a human being with evil intent, that's where the issue is. Okay. Paul Pelosi can tell you about that. Okay, that, that wraps the second hour, guys. So uh, don't go anywhere. We haven't got into the UFOs yet. We're going to talk about that in hour three, and you want to stick around for that one because they've got some good stuff here. We'll be back.